the money that is presented by RoofMax, Dice Coatings, and the Angie app. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And do you have a project that you'd like to get done? Well, if you do, and maybe you're not quite sure how to get started, you're stuck in the middle, you don't know if you can do it yourself, or you got to hire a pro, well, you're in the right place because we would love to help. Reach out to us with your questions at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four, and we will do our best to solve your DIY dilemmas. Coming up on today's show, as we head into the heart of the summer season, we keep spending more and more time outside. Well, guess what? Ticks are doing the same. We're going to have some steps that you can follow to stay clear of those little buggers. And while new home baths have nearly doubled in size over the past 30 years, the bathrooms in most older homes still average about 5 by 8 feet. This I can attest to. (laughs) So short of ripping out those walls to increase your space, we've got some ways to use the space to its fullest potential, and we'll explain those options. And the summer season, with its very intense heat, can be pretty rough on your roof. So we're going to share a way to protect, restore flexibility, and extend your roof life by at least five years. But first, we want to help you create your best home ever. So whether you're doing the project yourself or you're hiring a pro, we are ready to help you get the job done right the first time because no one wants to repeat all those projects. So let us help you get it done right so you can finally have your dream money pit. So reach out to us right now. A couple of ways to do that. The easiest way is to go to moneypit.com slash ask. That's moneypit.com slash ask. And just click the blue microphone button. You can record your question Right there, whether you're on a phone, whether you're on a laptop, whether you're on a desktop, you can record your question right into your computer. Click a button, send to us, and we will answer it the next time we produce the show. That's the quickest way to get an answer. Or you could call 1-888-MONEYPIT. So let's get started. Leslie, who's first? Heading to Arizona with Yvonne on the line, who's got a stinky bathroom sink. Gross, Yvonne. What's going on? Yeah, so it doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while, I'll be running the water in the bathroom sink, and this foul odor comes out of the drain. So I'm wondering what could be causing that. Usually, um, it's bacteria. You get the bacteria that will decay in those drains, and it will cause what's called a biogas. And the best way to clean this is to really take the drain completely apart. That's the trap that's underneath that. Uh, and to really do a good job of scrubbing it clean. Um, I would use some oxidized bleach for that as well. If you can get that super clean, that will kill the bacteria. And if you can even plug the pipe and sort of fill it up with some of that bleach solution, that will also kill the uh, the bacteria that's in there. And I think you'll find that if you can deal with that biogas, it'll start smelling a lot better. So I have to actually scrub it? I can't just pour some bleach down there? No, I No, you definitely need to scrub it. And that's why you probably want to take it apart from underneath the sink cabinet. It's probably going to have a trap, the U-shaped pipe. If it doesn't, by the way, that's the source of your problem, but I'm sure it does. Um, take that trap apart and then really scrub the inside of that uh, with uh, some oxygenated bleach. And I think that that will kill that bacteria and then the biogas will go away. Okay. Sounds like a lot of work, but I'll certainly give it a try. <laughs> hey, we never said it was going to be easy. <laughs> we did, but <laughs> no, we will say it'll work. It seems like. All right, Yvonne, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we're heading out to Las Vegas where Bruce is on the line with a question about windows. What can we do for you today? I wanted to know about uh, your opinion on the effectiveness of e windows. Um, I have approximately 3,000 square foot home that's two stories that. Uh, I actually don't put the air conditioning on until it 
it's about 110 outside, and then it's a, then I put it on to about 85. And I have some shutters in the house, so I wonder what you thought on e-windows. Well, when you say e-windows, Bruce, are you talking about low E? Yes. Okay. I think that's what they're called, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, low E, and the E stands for emittance. And basically what it is is a reflective coating that is on the glass. And most high-efficiency windows, or I would dare to say almost all of them, have a low E coating. And what it does is it takes the UV from the sun and reflects it back outside. So, very, very important to have low E window glass in Las Vegas, especially with the heat that you experience, that's going to make a dramatic difference on how much heat actually gets into the house itself because the low E glass will reflect it back out. So it is definitely a measure of efficiency and something you want to look for uh, when you're shopping for those windows. Okay, well, with the caveat that, like I said, I don't put the air on until it gets to be about 110 outside. I understand, but no matter what comfort level you like to use that air conditioning, you're going to be using less of it if you have low E glass. And any idea of approximate cost of uh, and the difference of you know I, I I wouldn't consider for a second not using low E glass in a house no matter where it was in the country that I was building or putting windows in I I wouldn't be able to tell you what the cost difference is but if it's a thermal pane average quality thermal pane window it's going to have low E glass thank you so much all right Bruce well good luck with that project thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Sandy in Nebraska, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Well, we have ceramic floors, and they're ceramic tile, and they're probably 20 years old, and they just don't come clean anymore. They're real porous, and we've scrubbed them with a scrub brush, and they will come sort of clean, but that's a whole lot of work. We've tried different cleaners, um, vinegar and water and soft and scrub and Clorox and water and soda and water, and they just don't come clean. And short of tearing them up, what could we possibly do for them? Yeah, it sounds like the glaze has worn off the ceramic tile, and as a result... Well, you know, I don't even know if, they, if it ever had a glaze. It, so most tile have a glaze, unless it's like a natural Mexican tile or something like that. I would be very surprised to find any tile out there that didn't have a, a, a glaze um, finish to it. The surface will wear down after a really long, long time, and it depends on the quality um, of the tile. So I don't have a really good solution for you. It's a fairly unusual problem. You know, you can clean the grout, you can replace the grout, you can seal the grout, but the tile surface itself, it's not really possible to add an additional sort of glaze coat to that. So you might want to think about some other floor options. A really inexpensive one, by the way, would be laminate floor. It works really well in the bathroom because it's very moisture resistant. Uh, it kind of snaps together. Um, and it floats on top of the original floor. So really all you have to do is install it, put in a new saddle where the door comes across, maybe some uh, shoe molding between that and the and the baseboard, cut it around the toilet, and you're, and you're good to go. So there are other floor choices. Uh, or if you want to just maintain that ceramic tile, you could also put a second layer of tile over the top one, over the first one, without removing that original layer. As long as that original layer is solid, there's no decay or softness or structural deficiency there, you could put a second layer of tile on top of the first tile, top of the first layer tile and still be good to go. All right, Sandy? Yes, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. 
Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Hey, you want to support our podcast and help us grow? Well, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be forever grateful. Plus, you'll be helping other homeowners discover our show. Just go to moneypit.com slash review. Well, if you're looking at your outdoor concrete surfaces, could be porches and steps or patios or garages, and you're thinking, man, they really don't look so hot, or maybe you got a slab inside the house that's looking pretty lousy. Well, if that's you, We've got a great product we're giving away today from Dice Coatings. It's called Terrazzo Decorative Granite Resurfacer. Now, it's a liquid flooring system, and it's made from real stone. It works for surfaces inside and out, and it really can turn those ugly walks and steps and patios into very attractive, durable surfaces, and it comes in seven colors. It resists impact, abrasion, water, mildew, mold, UV rays, and even hot tire pickup. You just roll on two coats, and you seal it with TrekSafe Anti-Slip Sealer, for lasting non-slip surface results. Now, this product goes for $59.95 a gallon. We're going to throw in some painting supplies for a total value of $75. If you want to win it, all you need to do is post your questions to us at moneybit.com slash ask. We'll draw one listener from today's show and send that product to you. So let's get started. The number again, one eight 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 money pit Go to moneybit.com slash ask. All right, heading out to Kansas where Mike is on the line. What can we do for you today? Hi, um, my girlfriend and I have purchased a house about three years ago, and when we did, we had it inspected naturally, and the inspectors told us that our roof was in pretty good condition. Um, it only had one layer, and uh, the previous homeowner said that it was about seven years old. Uh, this year, um, we've been having some leaking issues, uh, and our we had our insurance inspector come out and inspect it, and he said that uh, really there was not a whole lot we could do, that it was just a minor leak. And he put some caulk on it, and that it would be okay. Uh, that was about three, maybe four months ago. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, we've been getting all this rain, and there's the leak is happening again. So I went up there and kind of looked around. Okay. And I found what I believe is the source of the leak, um, and I noticed something kind of odd. Um, where the water is pooling up at, there's a bunch of little green granules. Um, I'm imagining that's from the previous. Uh, set of shingles because the shingles we have on there now are gray. So I'm not sure if our inspector was wrong and we've actually got more than one layer up there or what the reason for those those granules being there would be and if that's something that we could actually bring to our insurance adjusters and say, hey, you know, there's something seriously wrong here. Well, the insurance adjuster is not going to help you with a, with, a, with a defect in the construction of the house. If you have a, a leak that's caused by a storm, that's something the insurance adjuster can help you with because that's covered by your homeowner's insurance. You have a pitched roof with asphalt shingles? Mm-hmm. 
And in the area where it leaks, are you near any intersections of anything with that roof? My intersection, I mean, is a chimney come through there? Does a pipe come through there? Do two roofs sort of intersect together at opposing angles? Is there a space where um, the roof match, like meets up with the exterior wall of the house, anything like that? Yeah, um, it's at the back of the house toward the kitchen. And um, I'm not sure if the correct term is valley where the, the roof kind of comes together and they're all drained down to gutter is that and is that valley where the where the uh, contractor um, applied the caulk that you're calling it i'm not sure exactly where he applied it he just said that they did well look if and how old is the roof um, the previous homeowner said it was about seven years and that was two years ago so now it's about nine ten years old and um he said there was one layer according to the the inspectors and the previous homeowner there's one layer so that means that the old layer was removed and the new layer was put on was a fiberglass shingle and fiberglass shingles that are about 10 years old some of them have this issue with cracking or checking and essentially they they develop fractures in them where leaks can occur. The only way to really see it is literally be on the roof looking straight down at it. And if you see it, it'll be obvious to you. It kind of looks like a fissuring kind of pattern. But, I mean, clearly you've got a roof leak. Caulking is not the solution ever. Um, If it's in the valley, the valley would need to be taken apart and re-roofed. And one way to kind of narrow down where it is, and you may not be the person to do this, but a, a good contractor or roofer could do this, is to take a garden hose and start wetting the wetting the roof down, but starting down low and working your way up. So, for example, if I thought the valley was leaking, I might let a hose run there for an hour or two and see if I can spot a leak underneath it. But I'd be careful not to put the water up to higher than the valley so that if it did leak, I knew exactly where it was happening. Does that make sense? Okay. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, according to the CDC, there are as many as nine different ticks that you can be exposed to when outside the summer, and they can carry a dozen or more diseases, and some of them are pretty serious. So to keep tick-free, there's a few simple precautions that you should be taking. First of all, you want to use a repellent that contains 20% or more DEET, Picardin, or IR-3535. Any of these are going to give you protection that's going to last several hours. You know, as someone who has spent many, many hours in the deep woods, <laughs> I got to tell you, there's nothing better than deed. Although I, I tend to use the concentrate. It comes like 100%. You don't need very much of it. But man, does it work. It really does work. And you don't have to repeat it nearly as often. So I'm sure those other ones work as well. But but man, I just, I'm a fan of deed. For mosquitoes and for ticks, it just seems to really do the job. Now, you can use products that have been treated with permethrin as well. You can buy products that are pre-treated or you can treat the clothing and gear like boots and pants and socks and tents with repellents that contain a half percent permethrin. That's one half of one percent, sorry, permethrin. It actually remains active through several washings. so You don't have to repeat it for every outdoor adventure, but you will have sort of a shield protecting you from ticks. Yeah. And you know what? Wear light colored clothing. Make sure you have long sleeves. You know, it's silly, but pull your socks over your pants. You know, do all of that so you're really kind of enclosing access to your skin. And the light colors will really help you be able to better spot those ticks. You know, we have a white dog. He constantly gets ticks on him, and we spot them, like, almost immediately because of the color difference. So do the same for yourself. And if you hike in bushy or grassy areas, just be sure to shower. Really do check yourself because they start off small, and that's when they start to really get aggressive. So just keep an eye out. All right, now we're going to talk to Bill from Illinois, who's got some questions about what's going on with the bathtub. How can we help you? Yeah, I have a uh, it's a 28-year-old uh, shower tub, 
and I'm not sure if it's ceramic or fiberglass, and I have a couple of cracks in it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's an easy fix for a crack in a tub that's physically cracked. I mean, we've repaired shower pans, for example, by using fiberglass repair uh, or a fiberglass repair kit where basically you're applying um, a rosin and then you're, you're impressing fiberglass sort of into the mix and then putting multiple layers of, of uh, additional rosin on top of that. But it's not a very attractive finish. And I've done this on an emergency basis where, you know, I had like a cracked shower pan. I had a, a rental apartment, for example, and I wanted to just make it stop leaking so we weren't bothering the lady below. And we did it, and it worked, but eventually I had to take it out and replace it anyway. So for a tub that's physically cracked like that, I don't have a good solution for you. Figured it would be a tough one. Yeah. I've heard of these uh, overlap coverings. Oh, the inserts. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I think one of the companies is Bathfitter that does it. I mean, it's not a bad idea, except that what we've found is that economically, the cost of a complete bathroom renovation and the cost of doing, you know, like an insert are not so far to, far apart. I mean, it is less expensive than a complete reno, but you um, are restricted to the tub you have now, obviously, and the size of that tub, which gets smaller when you put an insert into it. And if you do the renovation, you know, you might have some opportunities to uh, to improve the place, improve that space a little bit more than you could by just doing an, an insert. So it, it definitely is an option. And with the tub that you have now, though, I would suspect if it did physically crack, it's it's probably a fiberglass tub that was not properly supported because what you're supposed to do when you put them in is to put like a loose mortar mix underneath the tub and then press the tub down into that, which gives it complete um, and total support across the whole floor. Sometimes if contractors skip that step, it ends up being a little flexible, and over the years, just getting in and out of the tub, it eventually uh, wears and cracks. Well, actually, I, I took a fall. Oh, you did? And that's how it happened? Yeah, that's how it, that's how it happened. Um, and I'm okay, but uh, the, the crack was there, and it's on the upper slope of the tub, so it's not at the bottom. And I have I have not had any leakage problem. Well, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. I'd say your options are, you know, your options are to tear out and replace or to, or to do an insert. But in terms of patching it, I couldn't really tell you anything that's going to uh, be very attractive other than the fiberglass trick. Okay. All right, Bill. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. 
AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. All right, now we've got Gail on the line with a question about her oven. What's going on? Yes, um, I have a stove that's electric stove, and it's about uh, five to six years old. But um, it's a self-cleaning oven, and um, right after I right after I received it, um, it seems as though there's in between the glass on the door. Um, it doesn't clean that when I use the. Um, the automatic cleaner, and I just wondered how I clean in between the glass on the oven door. That's a tough space to clean, and I agree. I don't think you can. I think what you have to do is take it apart, and that can be done. The door has to be disassembled, and so it depends on how comfortable you feel about taking that project on. It's not sealed glass in the sense of like a, a double-pane window. It's really two pieces of glass, and sometimes because of heat and humidity and steam, it gets in there and it discolors. But you have to disassemble that door if you really want to get it clean. So it's obviously not the same, not the kind of thing you want to do every time you clean your oven. No, and I noticed that it looks like there's like Phillips head screws at the bottom part of the door, but the top part it doesn't look. It's not a regular screw. It's it's just it's something that. You know, it doesn't fit a screwdriver. So I don't know if that bottom part, you know, and I'm afraid that once I get that undone, I'm not going to be able to get it back. Yeah, get it back together again. You know, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. You know, um, I know that there are some great videos online of people doing this. I've seen them. And so you could, you could take a look at YouTube, but the process is going to be to disassemble that door. Now it's going to come apart one way or the other. The types of fasteners you're, you're describing, you know, maybe the type of fastener that needs a specialized, uh, not a screw driver, but like a nut driver or something of that nature, or like an Allen wrench or something like that. Um, but it will eventually come apart. You're just going to have to figure out how to do that. But if you're not comfortable with that process, if you're not really mechanical and are afraid to get into that because you might be not be able to, to fix it, then I think you should just kind of learn to live with it, unfortunately. Now, is this true of all brands? Does it matter which brand it is? Do they all have to be you know, does it happen to them all or um, have you heard? Some may be better than others. Um, but, you know, if it's happened to you, it doesn't really matter if it's happened to anybody else because you don't want to have to replace that oven. You really just want to make sure you can get it clean. So that's what you need to do. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome, Gail. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, there's a few things that all old house lovers like me are familiar with. You know, drafty windows, less than perfect plumbing, squeaky floors, and of course, ridiculously tiny bathrooms. Now, uh, we're, we're used to them, Tom. I know you've got an old home, I've got an old home, and I've <laughs> yeah. got a very small bath. Yeah, and while new home baths have nearly doubled in size over the last 30 years, most older home bathrooms average about 5 by 8 feet. So short of ripping out the walls to increase space, you might think you don't have too many options, but a few small improvements can help use that space to its fullest potential. Yeah, I think you've got to really look at the size that you do have. Perhaps installing a corner sink or shower can help you free up some space. 
pedestal style, wall mounted. I mean, you've got some options when it does come to a corner sink. They look great. And best of all, they do free up a lot of floor space in that bathroom. Likewise, if you're planning a bigger remodel, curved quadrant shower units, they can conserve that precious real estate as well. You mount them into a corner and a curved entry saves at least 25% of the space that you would need if you were doing a square shower. Now, a flat top toilet tank is also a good idea because it actually gives you another storage spot, whether you place organizers directly on top of it, or one of my favorite things to do is to take advantage of the wall space above for like a hanging cabinet or shelf. It really doesn't impact the room at all, and it gives you a lot of space. Now, if your tub space is limited, you could also look for smaller, deeper tubs. These offer a really great soak solution, and they have deep set seating, so small clawfoot tubs are one option, or really any deep tub like that, you can sacrifice the length for the depth and be able to get a good bath out of it. Yeah, that would be like my dream. Like if I could be in the tub water, like up to my neck, where currently my bathtub <laughs> like situation... completely immersed. Yes, completely. My bathtub situation currently is either my upper half can be submerged or my lower half, but never at the same time. <laughs> You just alternate every week. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, oh, now I will soak my lower half. Okay, great. Oh, hold on the other side. <laughs> There's options out there. The first and third Fridays, I do the front half. <laughs> Come on, Tom. You know I don't bathe just once a week. It's every other week. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about sinks. So another great option that's a great space saver is a vessel sink. That gets mounted on top of a surface. So you could do that if you have a really great cabinet or like a vintage piece of furniture that you want to repurpose into some storage. And that sink would sit on top of that vanity. It gives you a lot more space for storage in the cabinet rather than all that plumbing and stuff that goes underneath usually. So think about clever ways that you can just gain some storage space. Now, another option to look into is towel storage. What can we do with that? Well, you can mount a hotel-style multi-tiered rack on the back of an entry door or maybe even high up on the wall near the ceiling. Not only does it add a much-needed storage space, but it does it with style. You know, in our very odd, small bathroom in our very old house, I could not find the towel storage rack I was looking for. I wanted one of those racks that I could put up on the wall, like a shelf that was maybe like, you know, 18 inches down from the ceiling so I could roll up some towels on it. So having not been able to find it, I decided I would build it, and I made it out of, actually made it out of PVC pipe. And it went together really well. I ended up having to insert some wooden dowels inside the PVC pipe because it was a little too flexible. But then I sprayed it with uh, one of the silver paints that are designed for plastic, like Krylon has one that worked pretty well. And it actually blends in pretty nice with all the other fixtures and faucets. It's up high. Nobody really notices that it's not metal, um, but it does a good job because there's plenty of storage for our towels. Oh, that's awesome. So clever. All right, and here's a great reason to reach out to the Team Money Pit. We've got up for grabs this hour a Terrazzo Decorative Granite Resurfacer from Deich Coatings. I mean, this really is a fantastic liquid flooring system that's going to turn your ugly patio, walkways, steps, anything into attractive, durable, decorative surfaces. And they offer seven colors that really looks like a real stone. It's going to resist impact, abrasion, water, mildew, UV rays, even a hot tire pickup. And it goes on in two coats with a great sealer. It retails for about 60 bucks a gallon. Plus, we're going to throw in all the painting supplies for a total of 75 bucks. Going out to one listener drawn at random, make that you reach us now with your questions at 888-MONEYPIT or go to moneypit.com slash ask and click the blue microphone button for the fastest possible response. Well, the summer season with its intense heat can be really rough on your roof. Now, the intense UV radiation can dry out a roof to the point where it will lose its flexibility. 
And when that happens, those shingles can dry out, they can crack, and they can lose their water resistance. Now, however, there's another way to extend the life of your roof. It's called RoofMax, and it's a roof rejuvenation treatment that restores the flexibility and waterproofing protection of aging asphalt shingle roofs. This can actually save you 80% over the cost of a traditional roof replacement. RoofMax's new technology uses natural plant-based bio-oil for a full asphalt shingle restoration, and this gives shingles flexibility, and it can instantly add five years of life to your roof. Yeah, it's kind of like when the sun dries out your skin or you use a lotion to help bring it back, or when you treat like an older deck or driveway to add life to that surface. RoofMax does something very similar for asphalt shingle roofs. It uses a revolutionary new technology that soaks these old, brittle shingles with millions of microbeads of all-natural bio-oil to restore their flexibility and prepare them to better protect your roof. We used it on a family house in Florida, and those <laughs> it doesn't get much worse on roofs than Florida with all the heat. You guys that live down there know what I'm talking about. Uh, and that was really transformative. I was so impressed with the way it brought life back to those shingles. It really is amazing. I mean, it did such a great job at your mom's place. Now, each RoofMax treatment comes with a five-year flexibility guarantee, and you can have three treatments possible once every five years. So with that, RoofMax adds up to 15 years of added life to your asphalt roof. To learn more, set up an appointment with your local RoofMax dealer at RoofMax.com. They can do a free assessment and decide if it's a good candidate for a roof rejuvenation. That's RoofMaxx.com. Marion, Texas on the line, has an issue with the tub. Tell us what's going on. We have a bathtub that we've had plumbers out, and they can't even seem to get it unstopped. They think that it there was there was it was would slowly you know if you took a shower in there would slowly go out that day, but then it stopped up and it was going so slowly. We called a big company here, plumbing company, and the guy came out. And checked it, and he couldn't get it unstopped. He thinks it's in the P-trap, uh, but he checks the line. The, the, the tub is on the back of the house. About two, two feet from that is the clean-out. And he took a picture in the clean-out all the way to the alley and told us to get the city to come, and they needed to clean it out at the alley. They did that. So wait a minute. you telling me that the plumber was able to clear the drain from the house to the street? But he thinks that the uh, restriction is beyond that? Yeah, he thinks it's just about two feet from the drain, the tub that's on the back wall of the house, just about two feet to the cleanup where he worked. And all the other lines are back farther. The, I mean, the utility line is farther. It's on that same line. It's farther. The uh, sink and vanity area and the, and the commode works just fine. It's right by the tub. It's just... It's past them. I, I can tell you right now that he missed something in the tub because all of those plumbing lines come together in that same general area. And if you've got flow from the toilet and the sinks and everything else, but not the tub, it's going to be the tub itself. You know, when it comes to clearing drains, my experience has been that plumbers are not the best ones to do that. Generally, you're better off to go with a specialty plumber that does drain cleaning. They have the tools, the equipment, and the knowledge to get that done. And sometimes the, you know, the day-to-day plumbers, if it's a simple clog, they can clear it. 
but they don't necessarily have the tools. I mean, for example, drain cleaners have cameras that can go down those pipes and see exactly what the obstruction is. So my recommendation would be to call a different kind of professional, not a plumber, but someone that specializes in drain cleaning and has a good reputation for being able to make that particular type of repair. I think that's going to be the easiest way for you to get to the bottom of it. I would not recommend any type of uh, additive to that drain to try to clear it in these liquid products that clear drains because they can be very, very corrosive. Mary, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Buck wrote into Team Money Pit and says, I'm thinking about adding vinyl siding to my summer home in New England. Some contractors say that the wood shingles have to come off, but others are saying that the shingles must stay on. Who's right? You know, that's an excellent question, Buck. There actually are two ways to install vinyl siding. You could do it over the old siding or you could remove the old siding and go right to the sheeting. Now, in my view, the best way to do this would be to take off old siding, to put a new weather barrier like Tyvek across the old sheathing, and then add vinyl on top of that. The reason I say that is because if you put vinyl siding on top of the original siding, when it comes to the windows and the doors, they're going to be set in from the surface of the vinyl. So it doesn't quite look right. It will still look good overall, but, you know, there are some details that just don't look exactly right. So I've seen it done both ways. But the real important thing about vinyl, though, is that it, it's put on correctly and by somebody who understands how to work with the product. When you see vinyl siding and you flip it over, you'll notice that it, it has pre-punched holes. But they're not round holes. They're slots. And the reason for that is because vinyl siding has the tendency to expand and contract much more than any other type of siding. So if you put the siding on too tight, so typically we're used to like nailing, we call it nail at home, right? Bang the nail till it's all the way in. If you do that with vinyl siding, when it comes summertime, you're going to notice that all that siding is very, very wavy and buckled and looks terrible because it's expanding and has nowhere to go. So as a home inspector, what I used to do is I would go up to a vinyl sided house and I would grab a piece of it and I would try to slide it back and forth with my hand. If I couldn't slide it, I would definitely give my clients the heads up that this siding Seems like it's put on pretty tight and it might buckle in the summer. So at least they're not surprised when that happens. So again, I think the best way to proceed here is to take the original siding off. It is going to cost you some more money to do that. It's a little bit more work. So that has to be factored in, uh, to the, the bidding process. Because if you've got one guy that's taking siding off and one guy that's leaving it on, well, the guy that's taking it off is going to be more expensive naturally. If he's not, then I, <laughs> then I think you really are probably talking to the wrong guy. Now, Frank in Kentucky wrote in saying, I have hardwood floors with an area rug in my living room. A friend's cat visited a few months back, and I'm just realizing it went on the rug. There's a blackish stain on the wood. Can I remove that without stripping the floors? Uh, Well, you know, when people see these black stains, they, they call them stains, but they're really a discoloration of the wood below because there's a chemical reaction. It's like a reaction. Yeah, between the acid in the you know what and the floor itself. So it changes the color of the wood. So it's not like a stain that you can scrub off. It's embedded in the wood. So the only thing you can do here is to refinish that area of the floor. Now, if you do that, you may find that you can do that successfully in just that small area, or you know, you might notice it for a while because it's going to be going to be fresher than the rest of it, but eventually it'll fade in. Or get a bigger area rug, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to say the good news, Frank, is that at least you've already had a rug there, so you know, keep a rug there, enjoy the rug, you know, change that style up as you want to, and then when you're ready to do like a big re- flooring refresh, you can refinish that entire floor and do it right. 
good thing is it's under the rug, so it's not like, you know, staring you in the face all the time. Yeah, but you always know it's there. <laughs> you do know it's there. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on a beautiful summer weekend. We hope you guys are enjoying your spaces. And if you have some improvements to those spaces you'd like to make, remember, we are available literally 24-7 at 888 Money Pit. But for the quickest response to your questions, you should go to moneypit.com slash ask and click the blue microphone button. For today, that's all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Money Pit.